a sexy fucking intro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to get sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we say that knowing knowing full well now that this is going to be a podcast as well, like later on, but right. the people that are only listening to the podcasts have, have heard that the entire uh, series, but uh, right. watch watch a live stream one day. Go back and check it out. It's awesome. So episode 53. Uh, welcome. As you guys and gals all notice, uh, we have Brandon and Drew on today. Uh, no Jordan. Um, we figured, you know, the more guests, the better when we're talking about, you know, a festival or something. So, uh, yeah. yeah. It feels like we have not done this in months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was thinking about that before we started up the, um, the show. I, I was sitting down, getting my beer together, and the last real stream that we had was one week before mhf so it was probably like what three weeks ago maybe uh, something like that i don't think we did one the week of mhf so i think it was the week no, before we were getting ready no, for we took MHF. the week after off too yeah, yeah. <laughs> we needed the week after off i'm still <laughs> sure i've recovered from it yet but yeah no it's uh yeah it's been a while it's uh it's been a while we did we did go live from mhf we got to uh broadcast the michigan beer cup award ceremony which um I think it went really well. If uh, if you haven't checked that out, it's on our stream and on our YouTube. Um, it's to highlight all the, the, the cool home brewers um, that won awards this year, uh, including the uh, coolest uh, motherfucking homebrew club in Michigan. Uh, Who's, who is that? Uh, hold on. <laughs> craft. Oh man, what Ooh. a what a great club! That sounds like a, that sounds like a great group of brewers. Yeah. If I was an RDM member, I'd join. <laughs> Damn it. Me too. Same. I put that um, on there just so I could grab it for this. Uh, I've got to remember to take it to the meeting. And the Bell's Homebrew Competition Expo, or yeah. Gotta, I'm going to hook it to a necklace and just wear it around when I go out to uh, homebrew events in, in the area. Oh, that's good. Around. Bring, the, bring the trophy too. That's what I mean. No, I'm gonna. You make a hat out of it. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, like a flavor, flavor it. <laughs> wear it around our neck. We'll just pass it around. Everybody can wear it. It'll be cool. So. What are, what are, you, what are you drinking tonight? I. Uh, I'm, I just cracked the uh, gold medal Mexican lager. Uh, Brewed by Greg Tupper uh, out of Battle Creek. Uh, he is uh, part of the <laughs> Suds. Totally Suds. Yeah, Suds. Suds. He's a part of uh, <laughs> Suds and uh, an honorary part of Keepers of Craft. Uh, he dropped this off to me. So this is the beer that, that won uh, gold in, in that uh, lager category. So that's what I'm going to tuck into here real quick. Thank you, Greg. Got a couple more great beers to drink later. So what, what about you, Brandon? I actually, um, I had some other beers, but I was digging through the garage fridge and I had an odd side Oktoberfest from last year, um, oh, shit. which it aged really well, actually. So okay. that's the first one. <laughs> I'm kind of jealous. I don't have any Oktoberfest right now. And it's, you know, it's all obviously coming out. We had the August Fest episode um, before we left and yeah, just kind of crushed through all mine. I've been meaning to make one. Maybe that'll be my next beer now. Good choice. How about, how about you, Drew? You got some Doster uh, Brewing beer up? Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, this is the um, Rye. Uh, yeah, the Das Boot. See, I'm feeling the Oktoberfest here, you know. <laughs> this is uh, my Mosaic Enigma Rye IPA, um, which, as we remember, was, I think, the first keg to get kicked out at Michigan Homebrew Fest at our bar. Um, but I made a 15-gallon batch. I gave my dad five, and then I kept five for myself. So nice. but it was fun bringing an empty keg home from that event, I'll say. <laughs> It's yeah. kind of a hard thing to do with when we had how many taps on? <laughs> oh my god! 35. Yeah, we had thirty-five taps. Um, yeah, probably close to fifty kegs. I, I never yeah. officially got a count, but um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm sure that we had at least uh, ten, if not fifteen, uh, kegs sitting in the wings. Um, we had so many that we, well, you specifically, Jason, uh, went around to other homebrew clubs and asked to, like, you know, celebrity <laughs> tap our kegs, uh, and and most agreed, you know. So yeah, I mean, we had not only thirty five on ourselves, but like one keg on at like seventy five percent of the other clubs too, maybe fifty. Not not that many, but um, uh, okay, probably like thirty percent of the other clubs. I think we. We, we guest tapped at five different clubs, uh, spanning seven different taps or uh, seven different kegs. So, uh, yeah, that was fun. Uh, and, and yeah, everybody was cool. Everybody that I asked, um, you know, if they had a tap available, they said yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, so we were on it. Uh, shout out to Black River Homebrew Club, Cass Homebrew, Homebrew Club. Um, Snobs had a keg on. Michigan Meat Coalition had a keg on. Um, there's one more. I can't remember now. Oh, it's it's, <laughs> it's all a blur. That's what Homebrew Fest is. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, we had uh, we we were out there uh, sharing the wealth of Keeper's beer that we had. I mean, a whole pickup truck full of beer that I got to haul out there it was super fun. Spreaded our homebrew seed. Yeah. <laughs> that's a way to put it <laughs> spreading the love uh drew i think you should make uh i just was thinking i'm sure it's been done before but like a rye to rye tober fest oh there you go yeah <laughs> i uh well my next beer is is going to be the good old bell's october fest so dang i'm jealous I, uh, of you guys now yeah, I just, I, one of my favorite times of year right here. Yeah, I'm with you. I just finished one. Um, probably going to circle back to it if I get through these mm -hmm. uh, uh, Mexican lagers, which <laughs> it's been a hell of a week, so I'm going to get through these Mexican lagers. <laughs> they, uh, it's only Monday. I'm probably about a third of the way down on my, uh, my Bell's homebrew keg. Now I, I just keep drinking it, at, so that's what I got going on tonight. I uh, kind of a, a heavily hopped New World saison, so mm. we'll see how that does. I'll have to have you guys try it before Bell's. Um, the phenolics are pretty light. Uh, Shana says, you know, she kind of gets some plasticky taste out of it. I don't, so I don't know whether that's um, mm. whether whether she's like sensitive to the phenolics or not, because. You know, I need I need somebody else's opinion too. I trust what her are, more than anybody else. But remind us what phenolics are, Brian. <laughs> what they taste like. So, um, 
anything on the more rubbery, plasticky um, side of the the taste spectrum, um, like peppery, uh, like those sort of sort of flavors, um, almost like like I pick them out and I say it's it's more of like a it's bitter but as like a like a different sort of flavor, like you know like plastic with a flavor or something but not not necessarily always <laughs> bad like there's there's really bad phenolics like chlorophenols um which which you know can taste like uh band-aids and um like nasty like medicines and stuff like that and then there's more of like a like dull restrained refined you know good phenols that can be more of like peppery and um Clove, yeah, clove, yeah, I think banana, yeah, banana is more like an ester, I think, right? Yeah, Yeah. you you would expect a degree of that in in a saison anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, um, but who I like uh, different yeasts are are very you know picky and stuff like that, and you know if you ferment a warmer, sometimes the phenols will come out in different you know aspects. Technically lower fermentation temperatures are supposed to have more phenols and higher temperatures are supposed to have more esters and these yeasts but who knows i think i just let this one uh free roam <laughs> so yeah i don't know i'll have to have you guys try it yeah it, uh, i think it came out to be like so it's super dry but i used rye in it so it has a, a little bit of body um but it's also i think like 8.5 percent or something so nice this is the rye episode, I guess. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> What'd you put in for uh, Bell's Home Group, Brandon? Ooh, um, well, I need to I need to bottle it up this week so I don't forget to turn it in by Friday. Um, but did a rye, well, rye, geez, now I'm, st- I'm stuck on the rye. <laughs> There's a little bit of rye in it, but I wouldn't really call it a rye beer. Um, I did a cherry lime tart is what I'm calling it. But nice. So it's interesting. Uh, I'm interested to see if Bells will love or hate it. <laughs> but how about you guys uh, other than Brian? Well, Doster Brewing is a professional brewer now, right? Yeah, so, no no entry for me this year. Did not participate. Techn- but, technically, you can as long as you make your stuff on a homebrew system, right? I was going like, to say, you can. You can. Yeah, yeah I, yeah. I don't know. I'm also really busy just trying to get the doors open, too. So, you know. Yeah. But I like trying your guys's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I went with a, I went with a cherry flavored IPA using all Michigan copper hops. I'm trying to stick with this Michigan theme. So I, I got some Michigan copper hops. Uh, of course, Bell's Wart was all Michigan uh, malts. And uh, and then I got, you know, local uh, Michigan tart cherries and put it together. I tasted it today. Um, it, it's, it's in the keg carbonating right now. And I like it. Uh, it's cherry. I, I, I think maybe the cherry kind of overpowered the hops. I mean, but it's 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 cherry and it's hoppy. It's an IPA. Uh, it's one that I actually really like. So that means it's going to fail miserably. So anytime. <laughs> if you're watching the show good. and you're you're yeah. judging the Bell's Homebrew competition this year, uh, just forget that you heard any of this. I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've said it before, though. Anytime I brew a beer that I like, it seems to do poorly. Anytime I brew, like, the beers that I hate seem to be the ones that 
do well. So I just can't, I'm not a taster. So. <laughs> you just start designing your recipes with that in mind. Like, Oh my God. Like, <laughs> like the, the worst, like smokiest, nastiest beer you could possibly make and just like run away with like NHC, NHC. Smoke beer right. Right? Yeah. Filling it with the best smoked <laughs> beer in the world. And I fucking want to vomit every time I taste it. Like, yeah. You know, fruity pebbles or something. Put that in there. I mean, who does that? Who was I talking to about that the other day? I was I was saying, didn't didn't you try to brew uh, Looper without Fruit Loops once, and it just didn't do well? Loops. That's right. It yeah, it wasn't the same. It, it uh, I I felt like I felt dirty for even doing it and calling it Looper. <laughs> um, and and yeah, it was well. So it was actually the batch that got submitted in uh, COVID. So it got made in the hand sanitizer anyway. So I guess it really. It's not that it didn't do well. It just. I, I tasted it though, and it, it didn't taste. <clears throat> it didn't taste it didn't. the same. So yeah. it didn't. It really didn't. It didn't taste the same. It wasn't the same beer. Um, so the next time I brewed it, uh, back with a a full family size box of Fruit Loops, and it took gold this year at. at uh, at Michigan Beer Cup, uh, it went to final table at NHC, and and uh, I believe it did well at, uh, at Michigan State Fair. So uh, get your fruit loops, kids. Brew a cereal. TBD. Speaking of, uh, in case you didn't see our post, uh, we will be live streaming the award ceremony at the Michigan State Fair on Friday as well. I think we posted. Post? Oh, I thought nice. you said you were going to post. Okay. <laughs> Well, we we haven't posted yet, so you heard it here uh, first. Heads up, you heard it for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, that's, that's super cool of them. I don't know how Jason swung that, but. Uh, uh yeah. So um, I've been in talk, contact with Blair Bowman Jr. He is the uh, organizer of the Michigan State Fair Homebrew Competition, um, and, uh, and yeah, I just reached out to him and said, "Hey, we just did this with Michigan Beer Cup. Seemed to work." You know, the video was good. The audio was good. And uh, so, yeah, we are, uh, you know, he said we were good to go. We're going to live stream. Um, that's going to be awards, I believe, are this Friday, September 3rd at 530. Um, so I'll get a post up tonight. Uh, we'll get that sent over to Blair. Hopefully he'll share that with the, the Michigan State Fair uh, group. Is um, that late? I thought it was 430. I will double check it now since you said that, but I thought it was 5.30. Okay, no. Um, I... Uno momento. But yes, David, we should totally, absolutely uh, uh, live stream the Bell's Home Recompetition. Ian is probably not watching, but uh, one of us will reach out to him and see if we can do that. Um, I think that would be awesome. So, totally agree. So we have a new thing. Michigan Brews, Streams, Home Recompetitions. Yeah. Award ceremony. I mean that's good if we have to have a we have to pick out like a, a niche or something like that <laughs> i just checked my email i did it is 4 30. so you, you double you double check yours make sure we didn't get you know separate emails because that's happened before too i was gonna say okay so we got <laughs> we were going up to it was glint cap right yeah it was and brian had an email that basically said drop off your cider whenever the hell you want and i had an email that said you must drop off your cider only on Thursday, the whatever. And it's the only time that you can do between it. Between four and eight. Yeah, between four and eight. It's like very <laughs> specific. Uh, yeah, so it was, that was... Yeah, so we almost went up there looking like assholes. 
but I'm glad we picked the the day that we did. We met some friends uh, that night. We uh, will hopefully have um, one uh, one of the cider make actually well probably a couple people from that that day on eventually here probably in maybe in September. Yeah, no, we need to reach out to them. So we, we got to hang out with the the owner and uh, cider maker at Puck Cider, uh, mm-hmm. Chris. I'm going to wallet with me. Uh, great guy. We got to meet a couple of, or the bar manager for Jolly Pumpkin, who's in the process of opening his own cidery. Brian. Uh, Brian, another damn Brian. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, we got to meet some great people. We had a good time. Uh, hopefully those will be some shows in September, October. Um, be really good so i can't find the time i'm looking for it i, I just searched state fair in my email okay all right we'll go with it 4 30. yeah so yeah so michigan homebrew festival um do, do we want to set the stage first yeah like 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 uh it's Friday. What, what, what part of the fest? <laughs> there's so many. There's so many parts to the festival. I guess Actually, where you were, where do you set the stage at? 19:45. <laughs> so Jason and I got there Wednesday night, um, and I think we were one of maybe ten people there the entire day, and one of only six there to stay that night, maybe, yeah. something like that. Um, it was very chill. Um, if you are a club that's looking to come and set up your stuff at MHF uh, next year, or you're already there and listening, I highly recommend uh, getting there on Wednesday to set up. It's just a, it's it's just a very nice, chill, relaxing, like no pressure. Get your stuff done, play some music. Like don't have to deal with anybody else. You know, uh, sort of um, atmosphere. Um, and we, we got probably 80% of our bar set up that night, you know, aside from all the kegs and stuff like that, I think, right? Yeah, it was really, it was good to, to be able to do that with less, um, stress and, and, uh, time crunch, you know, uh, it, it's, it's hauling all that stuff out there and, and setting it up and, and trying to be a tap mechanic on 35 taps and, <laughs> uh, you know, haul all these kegs around and, and especially with equipment that we didn't really know it tends to uh it, it can i can be a jerk and i apologize sometimes uh for for being kind of an asshole when i'm standing behind trying to load kegs in and being like just update the goddamn list brian <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh no i mean uh, you know tonight or this 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 year it was really it was cool to get in there a day early set it up we helped some other clubs set up tents um I actually thought we were going to like be able to go to bed Thursday night sober and, and get a good night's sleep. Um, Wednesday or Thursday or Wednesday night, Wednesday night, uh, you know, cause it was just the six of us, but then uh, Lee McBain from sons of Liberty uh, broke out a picnic tap. <laughs> we started at like <laughs> 10 30 at night uh, working our way through kegs uh, sampling and, uh, and then Kevin's and, and, and yeah. And then uh, Lee McBain, uh, or I'm sorry, God damn it. No, it wasn't Lee. It was Jeff. God, fucking Jeff Burkhart. Sorry, Jeff. Uh, Jeff Burkhart broke out the picnic tab and uh, and uh, sent us to bed with a nice little buzz. So, yeah, it was super chill. So, 
I'm, tr- I'm trying to I'm trying to set the set a picture of like what MHF looks like if if you've never been there. Um, so imagine <laughs> imagine a dirt path. <laughs> oh, all right. And 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 yeah, I know. No, just just imagine a giant plot of dirt, and there's a bunch of uh, drunk guys uh, sweating, farting, and uh, and you have you know hundred taps and and you wander around and drink doesn't that sound great like isn't that the most amazing thing like you've ever heard of like doesn't everybody want to come now no so i i feel like i and i heard somebody describe it this way and i think it made sense to me is like it's kind of like a rock concert where the band never shows up like like, that's uh, amazing a rock festival like where the band never shows up like because you're kind of partying. There's like a crowd, you know, people are talking, hanging out and like, it's like, you know, but it's just like that the whole way, you know, like in a good way. So I don't know. Yeah. I think that's a good way of describing it. Camping and beer. I hate camping, yeah. but, the, but the beer and the, the getting to hang out with everyone that makes it worth it. So like Woodstock uh, without the bands, I guess, or something, <laughs> you know, so a lot of things yes. have their own or a lot of clubs have their own, you know, themes this year um every club has a a sort of spot um in in this fort carved out for them where they they set up you know canopies and their taps and um you know most most places will have uh, some sort of seating some sort of bar you know lighting and stuff like that and so it really is like you're walking around from like a, a legit bar to a legit bar um except it's all outside and you know nothing's more than you know 500 steps away um from anything else um and a lot of clubs have like things going on oh what were you gonna say jason i'm sorry no i mean it's just a really cool beer garden you know it's it's uh you know there's like you said there's there's taps everywhere this year we had 18 clubs if you count the mead mamas as a separate club which they rock so i will mm-hmm. um we had 18 clubs uh you know we had this private campground to ourselves uh, each club has, I think the, the lowest uh, taps that club had was three. And then, of course, the highest was us 35. So, I mean, if, if you average that out, um, you know, somewhere in the middle, it was probably 10 to 15 taps per club is the average. Uh, you know, so you've got 180, uh, you know, to, to 200 taps, basically, of, of beer. Uh, everybody's a home brewer. Everybody's you know, put their heart and soul into this craft and made this special thing to bring in shares. So it's not just like, uh, you know, you're at a beer festival where you're just slamming, you know, you know, Pliny and 43 and, you know, whatever they manufactured. This is usually there's a story behind it or there's somebody there to tell you about what they went through to make this, yeah. uh, you know, special IPA or whatever. And so um, it's just fucking cool. <laughs> it's, 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 there's a lot of like a, uh there's a lot of support out there too right and uh i I don't i I don't mean this in like you know drunk guys just like you know slapping each other on the back or something like that there were it it was like a family event in a lot of ways for significant others um like a a lot of people brought their husband or wife out this year more than in previous years i think um which was like you know amazing to see and like i feel like everybody's significant other always has some sort of investment you know in, in the other person's, um, you know, hobby, or maybe they're both into the hobby, um, and, and they're supporting each other. And 
you know, it's just, it's just a bunch of like cheering and, you know, good jobs and, um, you know, people talking each other up. Um, there's, there's nothing like nothing negative happen, you know, the entire weekend. It's just like good vibes the entire time. Um, it's, it's, it's a very positive, like cool, supportive place for, you know, people with the singular uh, hobby, which is making alcohol. <laughs> and, 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 you know, you get to come out, uh, if you're a homebrewer, you should definitely try to, to come out, you know, I, you can, you can come out for a day, but day tripping is really lame. Uh, cause you meet so many cool people and there's so much great beer there that you don't want to leave. Um, but if you're a homebrewer in Michigan, uh, you know, this is the third week in August every year. My, my thing at my club is I think I used to, before COVID, it's like every meeting I would go and be like, it's 11 months until the home group fest. <laughs> you know, and every month I was counting it down. Um, and I think that's what, you know, if you're a home brewer, you should, you should, you got to come check it out. Um, it's, it's not, uh, it's not a crazy uh, drunk fest festival that happens. Yeah. Right? Sure. Yeah. You know, if you were watching Michigan Brews at two in the morning one night, I probably might have went live and. <laughs> Uh, I deleted that shit. <laughs> it's gone. Um, but it's just it's just good people. Uh, we have a lot of a lot of good guys come out, uh, hang out at our club. I'm 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 surfing other people's uh, Facebook pages because once again I do looking for pictures. Pictures. Yeah, so I was really mad about that too. Screen a little bit. So, oh, so other people. We also had a hot sauce bar. I don't want to do that. That was kind of cool thing to do yeah you know like every club so that, that was something i was going to talk about you know like it, it's not just beer right so we do we do all kinds of competitions there's a, a french toast competition there's barbecue competition there's bloody mary bar there's uh, you know there's all kinds of fun things to club too and one of the things we do is friday night is is uh it's club night and so each night kind of has a theme you know, Friday night's club night, Saturday night's supposed to be, you know, for the public. Um, but Friday night's club night and, and club night we do what's called Feast of Friday. So all of the clubs get together and it's like a potluck. Well, because of COVID this year, it wasn't, it didn't make sense to just pile a bunch of food out on a table and let people, you know, go mile on it. We, while we were all, you know, together in this uh, campground, we did try to, to stay as socially distanced and responsible as we could. Um, so what we did is we had each of the clubs set up food at, at each of their sites and they were serving their food you know so like in keepers patrick young made this amazing uh pork roast he did uh uh, uh korean barbecue uh tacos or lettuce wraps those were awesome i uh, didn't even go anywhere else like his food was just so yeah good. i didn't either <laughs> <laughs> um, you know we had fried rice we had all kinds of stuff other clubs are doing there was there was, one day there was like jambalaya at one club uh pontiac green tribe had like this hawaiian theme thing going on um that was fucking amazing um so yeah, it was just it was it was just, it's just good like I don't want to say family friendly event because honestly you don't want to bring your kids to a festival <laughs> with uh, you know where the front focus is here, but it's just yeah. a very um, you know friendly focused group, uh, very good community. Uh, the Michigan Brewing community is absolutely amazing. Yeah, um, everybody you talk to, you can go and and find out you know what they did. If you if you try an, uh, an amazing beer there, they're going to tell you how they made it. You know, share the recipe with you. Um, one hell one year, I remember one of the clubs used to post their recipes. Um, oh. so, uh, yeah, craft used to do that on some of their recipes. They had like a QR thing or uh, a thing you could scan and get their recipes. Um, 
but I mean, it's just it's just open communal sharing of of homebrew and enjoying you know this amazing uh, beverage that we all all love to make. So I can't speak highly enough of it. And I'm also having trouble sharing my screen and only sharing one damn window. Okay, yeah, you can't. I uh, so one thing I've I've started doing is I uh, I, I just before the show I create another virtual desktop. I got it. Yeah, and just stream from there. Hey, nice. So like, this is a picture of of the Keepers Craft Club. This is the front of us. Our bar is way in the back. So there's these structures, um, you know. So we're we're hanging out. Uh, KGB has a little mobile kombucha bar um, that they were they came around and, uh, and this is actually during the award ceremony. So there's a picture of our bar. People enjoy beer at our bar. Wicklin in the back serving. Um, <laughs> And let's see, this is a uh, great cat, new brewing, uh, mm -hmm. a, a brewing club that joined this year. This was their first year and they only got to do it. They were day trippers for a club. They, they set up and I think they had five or six beers on tap. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was really cool. Uh, good to see new blood. Um, and then there we were setting up to live stream <laughs> the Michigan Homebrew Festival or uh, Michigan Beer Cup Awards. Um, and so you can just see in the structure, you know, each one of these little tents or, um, you know, or, awnings or, or structures you see as a, as a club bar, you know, and it's different clubs. And uh, you had a guy from uh, Ann Arbor Brewers Guild was set up here in the middle, um, brewing <laughs> a, uh, a traditional. <laughs> All right, Drew, I'll show that. So <laughs> at the end of festival, somebody got together. This is, I think, the second year uh, yeah. there's been a chair sculpture. Um, it's got to be the happened. third because there was one. The last time I went before this, which was two times ago, That's so awesome. I think it's a it's a three peat deal. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we just you know the clubs they they, they typically uh, have a theme. They they try to to have a party. It's it's a very much a party uh, mentality. Mm -hmm. um, I, I actually think that the music festival where the band never shows up is probably yeah. That's that's so good. Yeah. Um, there's one award, uh, called the dead grass award, uh, where essentially clubs compete to kind of have the most people like over in their area. Um, basically just, uh, whether they have the coolest theme or, you know, sometimes the best beer or, you know, whatever. Um, and motor city mashers, uh, won this year, uh, rightfully so. Uh, they actually brought out a whole setup to run Jeopardy, uh, like beer and homebrew related Jeopardy. I don't know if Jason's trying to find a picture of it right now, but, um, so, so somebody rigged up a bunch of either like Arduinos or Raspberry Pis, um, in this array, you know, of three boxes with buttons and, uh, they had somebody, somebody running a, uh, like a Jeopardy app, like, uh, probably from some website, um, it had like a ton of randomized like beer and homebrewing questions. And, uh, you know, the person that hit the button first after the timer was cleared, uh, you know, got to, you know, answer and stuff like that. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, so the, they had a lot of in the background there. Yeah. Yep. You got to pick it out. Um, they had a guy dressed up as Alex Trebek. I'm going <laughs> through their pictures really quick. He was wearing a suit the entire time. It was a hundred yeah. degrees at Homebrew Festival. Um, and and the dude's wearing a suit. I'm just going through random pictures, but their club was awesome. That's their site. They have this awning. 
uh, Motor City Mash. I actually think that's their president. Um, we're actually going to have them on the show uh, one of these days. There's their tap list. So they had 13 beers. So food, so much food. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. So they did the, the Jeopardy event. Not too many themes this year because of COVID. In the past, there's been more themes. Um, but they had uh, Jeopardy and Pontiac Brewers had um, that Hawaiian theme, uh, Luau. Uh, everybody's getting laid, of course. Um, <laughs> our theme was just good beer, you know. Good beer. Hot that's, sauce. that's our theme every year. Yeah. The hot sauce was a big hit. So especially yeah. on Saturday morning when uh, when the Bloody Mary bar opened up, um, everybody got their Bloody Marys uh, and then stumbled their way on over to our bar and then like yeah <laughs> dosed to their heart's content i guess um yeah i actually it, too during the feast of friday when everybody was eating i, I send it i tend to see a lot of people drifting over uh they get food at other clubs and then come over and uh, try hot sauces at ours or, or we, we had a lot of clubs just like randomly drop stuff off on our bar too like yeah well i had to sit it up at my bar but you know nobody was eating it so i see that you guys have all this so i'm just gonna set this over here and um i actually yeah, have i think i have cool. six bottles of hot sauce that you don't claim at the one. end <laughs> no, that nobody claimed. They, they they brought them to our bar. There's a rubber band around them, like to mark that you know who's there, oh. and then they left them. Um, nah. So if if anybody wants to reach out, I, I did take care of your hot sauce. I still have it. Uh, if you rubber banded your bottles, Ooh, how about those carbonated grapes? Something I never had before. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you miss carbonated grapes? I uh, yeah, miss those. No, somebody yeah. somebody did that. Kevin was bringing them around. I don't know if he made them or if he was just passing them out. But like somebody had these carbonated grapes that were like it just made them like slightly more sharp. But they were they were great. I'm like, laughing yeah. because I'm positive yeah. Jason gave me a few of them oh. <laughs> to try. <laughs> so, so it was it was uh, it was Paul Phipps uh, from okay. Kevin's and Social. Okay. Uh, he showed up with a, a two gallon keg of uh, of carbonated grapes and. I was surprised at how many people had never heard about that. You know, especially yeah. being home brewers or keggers that, that we all have carbonation and, and yeah. CO2. But yeah, you basically fill a fill a keg with um, fruit and carbonate the hell out of it. Uh, you know, if it's got water in it, it'll it'll carbonate. Yeah. Grapes are great because they're self-contained and they get fizzy. Watermelon works really good. Um, I did it with strawberries once, and that did not. Strawberries broke down. Uh, they're too delicate. I want carbonated black currant. Ah, oh my god, that but sounds so they good. They might like. be too little, though. I don't know. I don't but uh, homebrewers, with, with if you have a keg and you have CO two, uh, you know, put your fruit in the keg, charge the fuck out of it, fifty pounds, hmm. uh, put it in your keezer uh, overnight. It makes amazing fruit. You can even pour some like uh, white grape juice over the fruit, and then you get like sparkling hmm. white grape juice fruit cocktail. I don't know. It's the best thing you can do with a keg that doesn't involve alcohol. So. <laughs> yeah. It was good. Cold brew coffee. We did we did that. That's non-alcoholic. It wasn't as big a hit this year because we had so many kegs and so many taps that we ran out of connectors. So the yeah. first day, I couldn't tap the coffee because we didn't have the connectors. Uh. Uh, the, the second day, somebody showed up and brought connectors um 
and we did get it tapped, but it was, it, it, it brought a lot of it home. So, which is okay. It was a, a smaller, lighter festival this year anyway. Did you dump it or you still have it? I do that. I, I did sit in the garage. I still haven't even unpacked the trailer. David texted me today and said, have you, you unpacked from Homebrew Fest yet? I'm like, yeah, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think um, two years ago, you still had, mm, what, like 15 kegs sitting in your garage that had just beer in them for like, <laughs> yeah, like, like the so, entire year, basically. I, I That year, I had loaned out a bunch of kegs. So they were my kegs that people had put beer in. And um, and 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 we we've never really been good about marking our kegs. And I tried to say that at the meeting before Homebrew Fest, I was like, "Mark your kegs, mark your kegs." And but that year, like kegs came back, they weren't really marked. They just sat in my garage. And I just I was like, someday I'll get around to trying them. And someday it turned into a year and a half because of COVID. Um, I found one of Brandon. You I remember we talked about we had your New Zealand pills. Uh, I found a keg of that, and like eight months later, it was still delicious. I actually uh, um, put it in my keyser and drank most of it. Um, but then, right before Homebrew Fest, I think Brian and I went. Well, earlier this summer, you and I went through and tried a lot of them. Oh, I forgot about that. We did. And uh, did we find like one? We think we found like Ron's cookie beer, meat beer, or something, didn't we? Wasn't that <laughs> one of the kegs? Yeah, like the kielbasa beer. Huh? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we tried like the kielbasa beer just because you know, eight months out in the heat for something that had meat in it didn't sound safe. Yeah, but yeah. Well, it seems like people can reach out if they're missing a keg, right? I mean, that's not on you, Jason. I don't think so. Well, no, th those are actually my kegs. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I think at that time I had loaned out kegs for people to fill. Like, Brandon, you filled my keg, I think, at that time. Yeah, last year I think I ended up using last your kegs because yeah. mine were full and I didn't have a bunch of extras. Yeah, so so they were my kegs. They just – Gotcha. They, you know, I just didn't – This year I do have uh, other people's kegs in my garage and I'm going to work on – I'll probably – we have a homebrew club meeting in a couple of weeks and I'll get everybody their shit back. Uh, if you don't – just. If you don't, turn it into hand sanitizer, man. Yeah. I'm not That's all you gotta do. It's 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 illegal. It's illegal to distill. Come on now. We not for hand sanitizer. Track your fuel. Yeah. Hand sanitizer saves lives, bro. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> there was a TikTok brand I shared with each other a while back. It was the hyper focused uh new oh hobby thing. I don't need a new hobby. I, I, every time I think no, of that, yeah. you know, like, oh, I'm going to do that. There were different times, though. I think like distilleries around here and stuff have taken excess stuff to literally make hand sanitizer, though. So I, you never know. All right. So I'm going to call this out real quick because I just thought of it. I'm drinking Greg Tupper's Mexican lager with black lime for the Bell Swimmer competition. And we're all in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> the dude knows I'm, I'm a lot. Okay with that. That's good. Yeah, That's awesome. Fest, he was, I think that uh, his Munich Hellas was another keg that kicked. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember drinking Very a lot good. of that. Yeah, that was good. That was really good. So 
not keepers beer or mead or cider what were what were some standout things what are what is a beer or cider or beverage that you tried at another club that 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 put you put you down really well we 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 have to call out the uh, gang brew challenge winner um who was the michigan Mead coalition this year with a oh, for the life of me i can't remember what was in it uh, um wasn't it like strawberry basil strawberry basil yes that's it yeah. um every, everything that uh they had on you know from the the members like the home brewers was just killer this year um <laughs> just really everything literally everything up there that they had was was gold this year so yeah. uh, well well deserved mead. on that too i think didn't uh i think that they ended up starting that mead uh, a month before mhf as well um so i think that's a good uh you know goes to show that you know with the right nutrients and you know fermentation you know schedule temperature all that stuff you can turn around like an excellent mead and you know weeks not necessarily months or years or anything like that and yeah it was really good um man what else i'm trying to think if there was something like crazy uh, there was a uh, there was a concord grape cider i think that kgb had on that i i really liked um that thing is pretty good um the uh pretty much, pretty much everything i had from motor city was great go ahead i was gonna say the mead slushies man especially when it's like <laughs> 100 degrees outside like those i mean they're dangerous because they're delicious but so the mead mamas on um on friday i think they spun up these slushy machines and i think they had sangria slushies going on on friday and then on saturday um they switched over to mead um and i think maybe i can't remember if it was saturday or friday but they had the like, coffee slushies going on as well um i'm not sure if it was like a coffee mead or if it was actually like you know cold coffee or something like that but they uh sweetened it up with whipped cream and caramel and stuff like that um to try to cut like the little bit of like the the harshness or tartness um that the you know you know just cold brew or whatever kind of had on its own and those were yeah those were those were like super interesting Brandon, did you have anything stand out uh there's a really good czech pale lager at the in the hawaiian themed bar there that was good um that that stood out the mead the mead especially i will say i did spend a good time trying different meads at the michigan mead coalition um but yeah i think the some of those that uh check check pale lager really stood out to me as being uh really tasty um i also liked the bottle share was fun uh sort of another thing like that that we did there too even though that was not all homebrew some people had homebrew some people had commercial beers mm -hmm. um, there were some really interesting um stuff there like someone had some you know might have been more like a liqueur but like a lemon liqueur that i really liked there was like some mead that one of the guys there i think is i remember his name being pax because that's roman for peace <laughs> talking to him i really liked the stuff that he brought so like that that was another thing that stood out to me um anyways uh yeah those, those are some of the things that i think i remember the most What about you, Drew? Uh, well, 
I mentioned the mead slushies. Um, oh, always right. a big that's fan right. of those. Right. But, um, you know, I was uh, one of the guys that went around and, and judged the gang beers. And mm. it was I, I was real impressed with uh, overall, like, um, you know, we've had some years where gang beers maybe had a mix of ingredients and stuff people had to work with. And you're like, oh, I don't know what they did there, but um, <laughs> no, like everything was real palatable this year. Like, um, you know, sometimes you're, you're looking for volunteers to go judge the gang beers. <laughs> and uh, I really didn't mind it. Like they, they all were pretty good. And then um, of course the mead coalition with the, the strawberry rhubarb basil, was the yeah. standout, but I mean, there were some good ones in the mix. So, I think one of my favorites was, and, and I'm, I was trying to look up his name. There, uh, it's over at Stobbs, uh, which is, stands for Society of North Oakland Brewers. Um, the other Brit at the festival, his name's Mark. I can't, I can't Ooh. find him. I can't remember his last name, but he did a cider. Um, yeah, it was called Free 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 that he told yeah. me the story about. That was amazing. Just um, leftover apples that he got from somebody, basically. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and and then he, he had some other ones there. I mean, I, I I think I sat there and drank everything that he he put on. He had this tangerine pale, uh, that was awesome, and I, I, I wish I had take like taken pictures and learned more from it. But hanging out with him, talking to Stops was was awesome. Mm -hmm. Great beers, uh, really good guy. Yeah. So. Awesome. had a lake water porter i don't think i tried that uh that's tim saying if that was snobs yeah hmm. Th this what is a... the, the one year i think that I, I you know in past years i think i tried to try everything and this year i was a little bit more focused on um like i just i just kept drinking the same shit over and over again so i, I kind of felt picky this year too yeah yeah well, we, we went around and did the tap one, tap two, tap three stuff <laughs> deep into the night. <laughs> so that's a, uh, that's so, so explain how that goes. You get yeah, really well, drunk. I mean, sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody who's already had plenty and usually Jason decides, uh, Hey, let's go try every beer on tap one at every bar around here. And then, you know, and then like sometimes you make it to tap two or tap three, but you slowly are losing people and you're like, Hey, how come there's only like two or no. three people here now? <laughs> if you do it right, you're picking up people, damn it. Uh, so yeah, that, maybe. <laughs> that might have been, I think I was, I, I think I went live and I was streaming. And we did a full revolution uh, of the tap ones, and uh, I was—I um, I just remember screaming a lot, and I was filming. I woke up in the morning, and I'm like, "Good lord, what did I do?" And I, I went on Facebook and I deleted the video. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, "Oh, my my throat's sore," you know. And I'm like, "What the hell?" And it was because, mm -hmm. yeah, I was like screaming, like, "Yeah, Michigan Brews, and let's go tap one." And and yeah, I think I think we had probably. Well, in my mind at the time, I would say we had like 200 people with us at that last pack, but it, it was probably <laughs> it was probably 10 or 12. I think I was on the tap two circuit, mm -hmm. tap two and circuit. 
somehow every beer on tap two was like over nine percent i'm like what the hell are you guys trying to kill me like (laughs) i did not finish every every beer on that circuit thankfully but wow (laughs) were you were you there the night we ended up down at motor city mashers and uh flip cup was going on it was it was dark and uh somebody kept bringing out uh solid gold i think yes just can't like there were there were unlimited cans of solid gold just like coming out of nowhere and uh yeah uh i i don't know if that was like in the middle of the tap two like thing or if we just like wandered all the way down there i don't know jason you went to bed you went to bed and i think we tried to do tap two that night so maybe i was i was i was down there for the solid gold flippy cup yeah, I think it was before that before tap two circuit. Okay. But, yeah. And then I went to yeah. bed because I I am not a flippy cup guy. And for some reason that night I was just killing it. And <laughs> I was like one shot every time. And I, I actually have a friend that was there that I, I used to play. I played flippy cup at his house once and I was like like an hour later, everybody's you know sleeping and I'm still trying to flip the damn cup and I can't get it. And this time I was like fucking slamming them. <laughs> Um, but yeah, then I think I, I got excited and crashed. So, but uh, yeah, man, it's just such a such a great time. Uh, All the stories wanna... come out like two, three days later, you know. <laughs> so I want to I want to circle back to something because it just popped up in my email. Reread your email from Michigan State Fair, Brian. The, oh no, the festival or the the awards ceremony opens at four thirty, and the awards will start at five thirty. Uh, ah, you're the man. Yep. Okay, so, okay. So we will post the award ceremony as of five. Uh, they're going to take place five thirty because Facebook is is nippy with us. If they're not ready, we'll go live and just sit there and chat. Um, yep, there it is. Tentative schedule for five thirty. You son of a bitch. Okay, okay. God damn it. <laughs> Um, what else? So we, we talked about the best beers, uh, new clubs, 18 clubs. Um, that gives, you know, I know we, we broke in early and talked about the, uh, um, the best uh, homebrew club in Michigan, Keeper's Craft. Um, but there's a couple others of these awards that go out. There's uh, best, uh, best beer, best of show beer went to, and actually best of show beer and best of show Cider and Mead both went to members of KGB. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's give them some shout out, some love. So best of show beer went to, I'm going to fuck your name up, but Brian Guilebolt, Gillybolt, whatever. Brian, forgive me. Uh, anyway, he brewed a barrel-aged Belgian dark strong ale and took best of show beer. And then our, our friend um, Michelle Matt, uh, also from KGB and Michigan Mead Coalition, uh, took best of show for cider and mead for her elderflower Thai basil Ooh. cider, which I did not get to try. I didn't either. Um, and I'm I'm so sad about that. I think I I heard her tell the story of it though, and I'm I'm gonna fuck up which one of these ingredients she used first, but um, it was either she, it was originally either going to be an elderflower or or Thai basil cider, and then the, the flavor was just there was something like off about it that needed to be like corrected a little bit, and she added whichever other ingredient uh, to that, 
and it just turned into this like you know magical concoction uh that you know, was obviously like super amazing like it, obviously it took gold to um only only the gold medal winning um beers and ciders and meats and stuff went on to uh be considered for best of show but um i don't know i think that goes to show like um you don't I don't know. I, I, I really like that. I, I do that for like my sours and stuff too. And I'm, I'm starting to try to like figure out how to do that for, for other things, but like you, you aren't stuck with the thing that you brew, right? Like you have like multiple ways to correct or alter something uh, after it's done. You can, you know, change the acidity and pH and tannin, you know, of stuff for like meat and ciders and stuff like that, or, you know, beer, you can, we have like hop terpenes coming out now, you know, you can do like, you know, 0. 0.05 milliliters of like a, you know, a hop terpene and add just a little bit of like aroma to it. Um, you know, all these, all these crazy things. Um, uh, blending is obviously really huge uh, for anything. You know, it's, I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's a sign that you, you kind of really know what you're doing when you're able to like adjust after the fact and know like, just a little bit something's missing um so yeah good good on that yeah blending and uh you know adjusting it's yeah even if it's in the keg you know like i've even recently you know i had a beer that i wasn't happy with because i thought it had some kind of off flavor and uh, ping brian and wound up doing some research and found out there's things that you can do uh you know i i had one with a sulfur um uh, odor and it's like wow you know you read up and learn you can you know treat it with a copper wire and it, it really works um but for yeah certain just, kinds of sulfur i think for certain kinds yeah yeah but but no just the the blending i got to go through like with you and i went through what 10 kegs in your basement to taste all these various different sours and yeah i mean yeah. half of them are kind of funky and weird but uh you know uh, blended together i'm sure is going to make some pretty goddamn amazing beer so I'm actually excited to start ramping up my sour program too now that I'm I'm in a barrel. And I don't think we've talked about it. We're going to talk about this as a club, but sneak peek. I had a conversation with Keith Manchester from Kraft. Um, and, and Keith posted it to the Michigan Hobry Club president's page, but I totally forgot about it. I got drunk, uh, was, of course. I was sitting there talking to Keith, and he talked about, wouldn't it be cool if we did this like traveling club Solera barrel? Um, and I was like, you know, and like, because we want to travel and we want to share it with other clubs, it has to be small. And I'm like, well, I've got this 15 gallon barrel in my garage. I'm not using like, let's do it. And so the thought would be, it is only 15 gallons. So either we do smaller batches to bring more people in or, or whatever, but we'll figure mm -hmm. out the details. But, but basically some keepers are going to get together. Uh, and we're going to, we're going to sour this barrel and we're going to put our beer in it. Um, and you know, we'll get a, probably a couple pulls out of it before homebrew fest next year. And we'll take some of that beer to homebrew fest to put it on tap. And we're going to take that barrel and we're going to bequeath that barrel to the next club who, and we'll leave the dregs in it. Uh, you know, we'll leave, we'll leave three or four gallons in there and we'll give that to the next club, say craft and craft's going to take that. And they're going to pitch their wart in there and bring their club together and do their pull and, 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 um, refill. Uh, and they're going to bring it back the next year to MHF. And, and of course, we'll do something to the barrel. We'll engrave it or we'll burn it or, or something to put our mark on it. And the next club will take it. They'll, they'll bring the beer back the next year. 
and they'll bequeath it to the next club. And so um, really excited to be part of that. That's going to be a new, um, you know, homebrew fest uh, tradition that we're going to start. And uh, I'm glad that the keeper is going to get that kicked off next year. They don't know that yet. But... Hey, guys. <laughs> Woo. All right. Awesome. So... Uh, that shit's so fun to me. I, I don't know. I, I love it's just like it's it's the community aspect, you know, of of homebrewing and stuff that like gives me like the you know the 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 tinglys. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just I, I don't know. I just love that shit. That's that's yeah. so cool. I'm really excited about that. It's a cool idea. Yes. Yeah. So we'll get some keepers in it, even if we have to do yeah small batches or whatever. I'll, as many people as we can and we'll rotate through it uh i mean with a year to go we can probably you know load it pull and then load another batch and pull right through our barrel yeah <laughs> just mentioned it in chat dude <laughs> yeah Man. i was like yeah, if, if, yeah. if you need a culture or whatever like yeah i don't know well, well we, I, we, I would even we, donate the barrel because exactly like, you know, we're, not, yeah. we're not doing anything with that barrel so we we could even like donate both and like the club brings them and has to bring like a blend or something. I don't know. Whatever. How big is it? It's 15 a fifteen gallons. as well. It's a fifteen. Yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. No, I don't. I don't care. Yours are mine. It's already inoculated. It's inoculated. It's making good beer. I, I yeah. made a little stand for it, and it's got a little um, insulated cube you can put on it to keep it warm or whatever. If you're good, I donate the whole away. thing. All right. Yep. Then there we go. We've got the keeper's barrel. So. You guys need to drain it. We'll get some other keepers involved to, to yeah. donate to it. And then uh, uh, Keith is probably not watching, but I'll reach out and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the meeting in a couple of weeks, but yeah, we'll, we'll kick this off. Uh, let's figure out, uh, start thinking about ways that we could decorate the, the barrel with, um, you know, our information. Uh, Cause I'm, uh, I'm not doing the sour thing starting out. So I'm kind of looking oh, for a home for it anyway. So <laughs> God damn it, Keith! Oh, so we you got go. your barrel. So uh, yeah. yeah, no, I'm excited about that. We're gonna we're gonna um, we'll, we'll get a barrel going and uh, and take it to, to Homebrew Fest next year. So. Jordan uh, Jordan's technically part owner of that barrel too, uh, but I'm sure he'll he'll be yeah he'll he'll your be barrel or my barrel. I don't give a shit, man. Uh, just... we'll, we'll figure it out. Really, we should have pulled the. There's actually beer in that barrel right now that Drew Jordan and I have. And we should have pulled it like three months ago, six months ago. I don't even. I don't know. It was pre-COVID. I'm pretty sure. So it's yeah, been in okay. there a while. <laughs> um, we we took a we took a tasting out of it a couple months ago, and it was probably some of the best sour that's come out of that yeah. so far. Yeah. Um, it was excellent. The uh, the Flanders Red that I blended uh, one gallon into uh, for my NHC beer uh, came out of that barrel. Um, and that took silver in NHC this year. It took second best to show in Dominion Cup this year. Um, oh, yeah. So it's got some good dregs in it for sure. Um, delicious and stuff. The uh, the unfiltered, un uh, the the raw form, if you will, made an appearance at the uh, Homebrew Festival as oh, Tart to your shark. That's what it yeah. was. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> and I, I'd say like two thirds of the keg probably 
got drank there like by, I mean, by one person probably by one yeah. Guy. Yeah. 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 there was one guy that was like <laughs> i love this yeah digging that dude he would come up and be like full glass full glass so he's like <laughs> that's the guy with like the shaved head yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was, he was that. yeah. My my second sour, favorite sour, person, yeah, sour Eric. Sour Eric. Yeah. There was this. There was this lady. I I don't. I think she was a day tripper. I I, I wish I knew who she was because she was amazing. Uh, she would come up to our bar and she would get Brian's pineapple upside down cider, and she literally had a bottle of hot sauce in her hand <laughs> from our bar. And I, I forget the hot sauce. It was it was the super hot. It was it was like a scorpion or or, or something oh hotter. Um, and she was she was like taking a finger of the hot sauce and licking it, and then drinking the <laughs> cider. And I'm like, I'm like, ma'am, you know, I, I'm happy to mix that in there. You know, put some in and pour the cider. Like if you're trying to kick up the heat of the cider. And she was like, no, I just like it. I like it when it mingles on my tongue and I'm like, <laughs> you do you, you know what? Wow. You're awesome. Uh, and she was just, she probably killed half a bottle of like super hot sauce uh, with Brian's uh, pineapple cider. She was awesome. Oh my God. Great. You do you, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's one thing that um, we didn't really have a lot of this year. And, and I've seen that before uh, is blending. You know, with 35 taps, um, we probably could have gone into, you know, like playing with some blending and stuff like that. And maybe that's even something that we think about for next year because, um, yeah, we, we could probably make some like really cool like beer blends right off the tap. Like, I, 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 I might have been a dick at one point when people oh, would come no. up and be like, I don't know. And I would just be like, ch -ch 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 here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's like it's like midnight, you know, and everybody's drinking and they're and they can't decide because we have too many taps and I get it. And I, yeah. I'm sorry. Um so I might have suicided a couple of people. What was the story with I remember David telling us a story. He somebody brought him something because because of his beer. I uh I, if David David put it in chat because I know you mentioned it but I don't remember what it was and then Brian uh, uh, took a bronze beer. this year he did uh, that's right for, that's right Brian from one of his beers. yeah um, and and we yeah we tapped uh, the beer that we made from his kit too this year and people yeah, really enjoyed actually, it we had Ghost in the Fog on tap uh, at Homebrew Fest that was awesome I think one of only two or three there was there were two or three. Uh, gluten-free beers uh, available. I mean, of course, there's ciders and meads and stuff like that, but um, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, somebody came up, I think, on Thursday and specifically asked if we had anything gluten-free on, and we were yeah. like, just so happens. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, it, was, it was really, it was like really cool and coincidental and stuff, and um, granted, we, we try to keep the lines as clean as we can, so, you know, we can't promise it's truly gluten-free because of what you know might have gone through the lines or something but we're really fucking close that's right okay so david's story there was uh there was on thursday night there was a beer dinner where where kevin penn and pat hyde like two kevin's a professional chef pat hyde's a wannabe but a really good cook um and they they went off head to head uh four plates each brian or three 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 plates each three yeah something like that six tickets um, yeah 
Yeah, so they, they went head to head, and and then you know the people that that bought into the 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 dinner got to vote on you know who was the better cook, and uh, Kevin Penn made this uh, chickpea curry dumpling um, with the sauce. It was amazing. It, it really was fucking awesome. Um, and I remember that now. Some lady, actually, like from from the the, the lodge all the way to the, the back to the fort where our bar was, which is quite a ways. This lady brought this dish of of curry, uh, vegetarian or vegan curry, because um, David's a veg. Uh, That's right. Brought it to him uh, because she loved his pepper um, blonde. His pepper DJ blonde. DJ Fuckboy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Which also was popular with the hot sauce bar we had. We were using that to like cool down people's palates, honestly, because it was like a yeah, yeah. It was it was good shit. Sorry, my my wireless just died. Uh, no, we were. It was it was. Uh, well, he based it off of um, one well's uh, jalapa, which is done with heatless jalapenos, and so he was going for. I think a, a a milder beer. He didn't get the the heatless jalapenos, um, but it really it wasn't it wasn't super hot. It, it wasn't even hot at all. So you honestly could have fooled me. Like it, it tasted like a heatless, you know, jalapeno beer. Don't tell me you're not the lady that brought him. No. <laughs> that's my sister oh, okay. oh, but, I just read it home, we got we got talking about wrestling the other night and i was talking about how david jones is like the biggest wrestling fan i know and it like oh my god it's just funny because they have like a ton in common that that's why she's making that joke but <laughs> sometime you got to come out to a homebrew meeting or something erica and you can meet david <laughs> Lisa, as we started blending, they had a blueberry cream with a, a Lindy, lemon shanty mead. I don't remember that, but I, I'm fucking bummed now that I did not. Yeah, that sounds amazing. A lemon blueberry scone. Ah, that shit. sounds so good. I can see that. I remember the lemon shanty mead. That was good. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, ultimately, man, oh, man, Michigan Homebrew Fest is the best goddamn time of the year. It really is for Christmas. <laughs> It's my favorite thing to do every year. Uh, third weekend of August, back again next year. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't know if we're going to. So this year, we, we haven't even called it out really. We, we've merged, Keepers Craft merged with Livingston Social Brew, Club, mm -hmm. Brew Crew um, because, you know, they, they their members unfortunately couldn't make it. Uh, but they have the other 19 taps, right, that we used. Um, yeah. And so they were they were cool enough to bring their their system out so that we could use their taps, and then they had some of their beer on, and they let us kind of take over their space. And um, we talked about you know kind of to, you know doing something again in the future and, and doing that again. I mean we're really good we're we're really close to them. Um, you know Kevin and Paul are, are good friends of Keepers, um, but hopefully I'm really hopeful that they can have their members come back and have their actual own site. So we may not have 35 taps and Keepers next year, but we'll. Uh, We'll bring it. We're gonna have forty. Maybe, maybe we will. Maybe maybe we'll make make some stuff. Uh, do you it. know, during the winter or something. 
just I brought a six-way uh, distributor that didn't get used. So it does have the, the thing, man. Honestly, it's if people want to donate faucets. If anybody in the Kalamazoo area knows that's a good point. Yeah. Has faucets that they would like to donate. That's the the long pole in the tent. Um, I'm happy to pick up shanks and equipment, and we'll figure out a fucking system to plug them into. <laughs> but uh, faucets, even cheap faucets at like thirty bucks a piece, is kind of yeah tough for a home club so um yeah and i'm excited i'm excited for uh, friday too and michigan state fair now that we've proven brian wrong 5 30 uh, michigan brews will be uh, streaming the michigan state fair's home brew uh competition award ceremony um where uh last year a keeper took best in show adam cagle with his wit beer um, who was at least in chat a little bit ago. He was. He um, says he's not, not missing MHF next year. So This year, Woo. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm feeling it, Brian. I saw Brian's score sheets, and I think I think Brian's tech pills is on point. I, I might be in the running. We'll see. Mm -hmm. I think it was like 44 and a half out of 50, so not bad. Wow. But Adam also did really well with his uh, – he's got a good uh, inside. Goza, Goza? right yeah um, and i tasted it and it was like like it made me like cry like like so so uh, on point so yeah uh it was it was super freaking good brandon you got medals or, or i'm sorry ribbons from state fair right coming yeah i'll definitely get something i don't i i doubt i'll be in the best to show like i had had some decent beers in there but I'll, i should get something out of it will be fun right on I think that is that the last big competition that we're in for the year. That, that, that's usually what ends it, right? Like competition, competition season, quote unquote. So, just just for for fairness, I mean, technically, it's going to be Bell's Homebrew Competition. I'll close. Right. Mm -hmm. A okay. keeper has won the last three years. Um, three or two. Three. Three. Who was the first? Well, year? they didn't do it last year. Yeah. Right? See, three yeah. years. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> Uh, keeper as two keepers have won. Yeah, it was Matt McQuillan won with uh, Heather's request, and Bill Blakesley won with his Imperial Coffee Bond. Uh, for the last, they're the last two winners of the Michigan or the Bell's Homebrew Competition. Um, so I think that'll be the one that'll close us out this year. I believe O'Connor's. Oh yeah, I think they're doing it again this year. O'Connor's uh, well, yet come out. I don't know if registration's still open for O'Connor's or if they're closed. Um, I'll check in a minute. But yeah. um, O'Connor's would be another one, uh, and then, unless we start breaching out of state, um, you know, like I know Brian, you, you you did well in Texas this year. You did well in the Dominion Cup. Same with you, Brandon. Brandon, Brandon yeah, yeah. Both of you won medals in both competitions, right? We did. Um, I have uh, I have some meads out in the Valkyries Cup, um, so we'll we'll see how that does. It's a, it's the first time I've really entered mead into a competition besides the Michigan Beer Cup, um, so I, I I have no idea. I have zero idea how I'm going to do, but I'm I'm more excited for the feedback. This where's year, that based out of? Um, gosh, I wonder, is that is that Minnesota? I think it's oh, okay. I think Valkyries is Minnesota. Yeah. It looks like you can still enter O'Connor's, which I probably have to do right now because I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I will. Okay. <laughs> which 
which is funny because I was just in Grand Rapids on Friday and I literally stopped there and was going to ask them, but forgot to ask them if it was on. <laughs> but anyway. Are you my in chat? my only in chat? my only call out to O'Connor's. If anybody knows O'Connor's or anybody's watching O'Connor's, last year they decided to only award medals to gold. Mm. Please don't do that. 2019. Two, well, the last year. Um, <laughs> um, so. Jordan, Jordan, and I took you know medals, and Jordan, in fact, I think took second best in show or something. Jordan got extra awards for his pug stout. I think is what it was. He. Jordan did super well at o, in O'Connor's uh, in 2019. So, uh, Brian, you got to enter the Mazer Cup, dude. You forgot Ooh. to mention that. So Mazer's coming up. I don't know if I'm going to have enough mead left. I well, you can enter till I think it's like October. Yeah, there's a bit of time. 16th. Maybe I did enter that, and I think it's the Michigan Mead Cup or something that I won't have enough mead or left for. I'll have to look and see what I entered. I entered something. <laughs> Some of the best feedback I got was from that when I did was that it? last year. Okay. Yeah. And everything I entered was super young. But, you know, I mean, that was kind of what they said about it. It's like, oh, it's needs to mellow, you know, but. Um, I like, yeah, I did enter the Mazer Cup. So I have seven entries into the Mazer Cup for this year. Yeah, nice. We'll see how I do. Again, it's all about the feedback for me this year. I was, I was, I may have even said this on, on stream before, but my kind of, my thought process for this year is, um, you know, enter, enter the Valkyries cup. And I guess it's going to be the Mazers cup. Um, because I didn't make enough mead for more competitions than that. Um, get my feedback, maybe take 2022 off and like work on making mead based on that feedback. You know, if it's, constructive and if i don't do well and then uh start going again in 2023 or something like that um yeah i mean i guess we'll see it's it's all you know sort of up in the air as to you know, how i do i think my meat is fine but i don't know how it is you know, on the you know, judgeable scale so. and thank you and it goes that goes for everybody <laughs> in the upcoming competitions. We have, yeah, yeah we have so many people in the club and stuff like that, and Drew and yeah, all that. So I'm just yeah. along for the ride this year, basically. Dude, <laughs> and anything you make on your homebrew system, you can enter into a competition. Just because you're all big yeah. and fancy now doesn't mean doesn't mean you still can't have fun. Although you know, you know what? Uh, <laughs> I, I will take time. Stop. <laughs> Shannon says I'm not taking time off, but I may. We'll see. Um, what do you need time off for? Shannon, Shannon says I'm not taking time off for, for competitions based on, you know, my feedback for like the mead competitions or something. See, like he, his, his primary job, Jason, is brewer, like mead maker, et cetera. Oh, like, yeah, okay. I figured you knew, but... <laughs> <laughs> um so when he talks you, about though, time now, off that's it you know <laughs> your 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 entries are instantly like three times as much as they are you know as a home brewer now so good luck to you i think what, what were the Mazer cup entries for like professional 
Oh, you mean in how much the, whatever. the entry fee Yeah, is? yeah, the entry fees. Yeah, it was like $60 uh, for, yeah. for for the glint cap or something, I think is. Yeah, uh, yeah then, I'm sure you're right. What, to go from home to pro? Yeah, like entry fees. I think they were over 100 at glint cap. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a problem to worry about when you're, like, need to distribute and things i feel like you know like that's that's fair <laughs> um if you're like hey i'm bells and i want to sell beer in florida or someplace then maybe that gold medal helps you but otherwise it's all word of mouth i guess you know what, what if you're doster brewing and you get a gold medal and people are like <laughs> well i need to go figure out who the hell this gold medal you know winning brewer is because they were featured in like you know beer and brewing magazine this month or something We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> I speak. Speaking of, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. This is this is me. This is my 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 one pedestal I'll take tonight. Um, speaking of magazines, uh, I'm in Zimmergy. Uh, this latest issue of Zimmergy <laughs> for for my nice. NHC beer this month. Uh, just my name, not my recipe or anything like that. But but I'm listed there for the. The, the wild special beer, awesome, yeah. awesome, yeah, that's amazing. So it's that's cool. What were you saying? I'm sorry. What was I saying? Oh, uh, we were talking about Glen Cap. <laughs> so I was at uh, Blake's Art Cider um, back in early August, you know, and I walked in the door, Drew, and they they had their bottle of cider like sitting on the counter with their little silver medal from 2021, you know. And, and that's the thing. So, I mean, and you can, I think on the pro scale, I think you can get multiple copies of that. So you could like, wherever you tap your beer, you could be like Doster Brewing, gold medal, whatever. So you should do it, man. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not against that. Um, I got to get to the point where I'm putting beer out the door though. You know, I mean, that's my focus right now. So, but not to put you on like a, the spotlight or whatever, but do you have like a, a date that you're targeting or anything or. I'm, I'm really hoping for this fall. Um, it's, uh, it, I feel like if I gave a number, I'm like 90% there. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I'm converting my system to electric. So I got an electrician coming to help me kind of finalize that. Um, we put new fittings on all the brewing tanks, um, to put the heating elements and stuff in there. And, um, Right now, I'm just kind of deep cleaning everything too and passivating everything, but um, real close. I got my first like pallet of grain last week. I, I I sent some pictures to some of you guys. That was like a like a big deal for me. <laughs> no, that's super cool. Going yeah, from like, oh, I'm I'm just like walking out the door with my little bag of grain versus like here's 400 pounds of grain, <laughs> like you know. <laughs> Sweet. And and you discover that FedEx can make a make their way down your your back trail or whatever. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was real funny because the guy is like, he's like, hey, uh, you know, you mind if I take a whiz out here? Like, you know, like <laughs> he's like, I get on these residential routes and it's like, you know, there's nowhere to go to the bathroom or whatever. I was like, yeah, dude, I don't care. Like, yeah. he's, you're his new favorite. Like middle ghost, of the woods. Yeah, I know. He's like, yeah. He's like, I'll yeah. be over from me like every D. Yeah. Like a number two. I don't care. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he gets a little break and uh, 
relieve himself or whatever. I know they're busy, so. Oh, he was cool. Right on. Well, I think uh, that's about all we have to say for MHF. Is that, yeah, is that what you're thinking? So. Yeah, you know, like half the episode wasn't MHF, but that's all right. Whatever. That's kind of that's, that's that's the theme of our show. So we're gonna we're we're gonna be back on Friday with a special episode to stream the Michigan State Fair Homebrew Competition Award Ceremony. Um, we should be back next week um, with another episode. We are going to be looking at um, bringing in a homebrew club sometime in either late September, early October to do another homebrew club episode. It's been a while since we've done that. We have another um, homebrew review probably sometime yep. soon. Started collecting that. stuff for a homebrew review. As always, if you are a homebrewer and you want us to review your shit, we need three bottles of your beer and you can reach out to any one of us. We'll figure out a way to get it from you. Um, so if you want us to drink your beer on air and talk about it. I know I, I drank all of Greg's and I've called Greg out a couple of times. So I drank three bottles of Greg's tonight. Um, I didn't have it to share, so we didn't really dive into the details other than it's really good. <laughs> uh, Greg, I would say the lime one is going to be your winner. The coconut, I don't really get it. So if you call it out, um, I mean, it's good beer. I just don't get coconut. So there's that's me and Greg right there. Everybody else can disregard. Um, uh, but yeah, I know we're, we're working on some 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 cool new shows, um, talking with people. Uh, what else, Brian? We've got a couple of breweries that we're kind of going back and forth with. Yeah, we've been fucking around more with uh, recipe creation uh, episodes. We're gonna we're gonna brew Sea uh, Gump IPA, and uh, I think p- potentially for uh, MHF next year. We, we were we were joking about making uh, uh juice uh our our meat new england ipa so we might have an episode about that yeah um the juice so if you guys haven't watched or don't remember we did do some recipe creations back in july where we um the people that did our cool intro they came up with seagump ipa which is a shrimp based coconut oh. ipa what we call, I think we call it a. I think we called it a Michigan shrimped IPA. So uh, we're actually going to get together with the um, with the Rosses uh, who came up with that idea. Uh, we're going to get together with them sometime in the next month, probably October, early October. Right? Yeah, I think October. Yeah. And then we'll have them on uh, for a tasting episode. But uh, you know, again, I throw this out every time. If you're a homebrew club and you want to come on the show and talk. Uh, you know, hit us up if you know a brewer uh, or can connect us with somebody. By all means, um, you know, let us know. Uh, that's how we we get a lot of our contacts. You know, people hook us up with people they know. Um, if you've been on the show before and you still want to get on, let us know. <laughs> it's just, it's our show. We can do whatever we want. So it's, we don't it's, make money off of it. And this is uh, what we do. <laughs> if you want to have a show where if you if you want to do Seltzer 3.0 and you just want to get blackout with us, on, Drew on Jacobs the, wants to be on, on again. Seltzer. Yeah, Drew Jacobs wants. Hit to us up on Patreon. You know, smash that like button. No Patreon. <laughs> smash no the Patreon. like button. <laughs> follow and subscribe. But we don't want your money. Um, no Patreon, none of that shit. Which is kind of you guys should really just see if you can go shot for shot with Drew Jacobs. Yeah, yeah. On air, of course. 
We the only Lord. issue is, and, and we not, don't think we haven't like thought about it. So YouTube has these, probably Facebook too, but these and Twitch, um, these these very uh, tight rules in that you can't be doing anything quote unquote dangerous while on air or something and they kind of make up the rules on on what that's considered so the second you start slurring or like acting weird on air like it can be sort of so um the seltzer episode 2.0 might be might be the most we push that I don't know. We'll see. Mega that, that last year, Jacob's episode was close. Mega <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I, I still have like PTSD about Mega Seltzer. <laughs> so, uh, Drew, explain what it was real quick before before we go. Oh, I so KGB had uh, Seltzer on tap that was like what, eight, like eighteen percent or something. It was. I think, I think it was sixteen and a half. Sixteen and a half. And anytime somebody ordered it, everybody erupted in mega seltzer. (laughs) And like, so this goes on until like four in the morning. Who cares? And whether or not you're trying to get any sleep, you know, is beside the point. (laughs) But I think the idea was they were going to cut it with stuff, right? And like, make like i don't know fruity seltzers or oh something they did actually i mean they had they, they mixed it with uh you could get it with rock and rye you could get it with mountain dew or sunny d or something like that which were all good but even uh, then check this out if it was even if it was the way it was supposed to be 20 percent like, yeah. 50 50 10 percent that's crazy <laughs> yeah it was, yeah. It was pretty awesome so um yeah, mega seltzer but no we will do another seltzer show because there's just so much cool shit happening with seltzer and then i actually read today that seltzer's on the decline which is super, i saw the article too super exciting. it's back down to where it was like three years ago four years ago yeah yeah so so seltzer shows are usually where brian and i just pound fizzy alcoholic water and get yeah. blackout drunk so anyway well, we'll do a seltzer show um we are working on some like i said some cool shows with other breweries other brew clubs um, uh, we're going to do some meat focused shows. Uh, we'll hopefully get somebody that's very, um, big in the meat community that'll, that'll come on and join us. Actually, Gail said she would once at one time. So I'm hoping to get you know, Gail Milborn back on. Yep, right. Um, and then maybe some other guy that does a lot of meat. That's really cool. Um, but I haven't asked him yet, so I don't want to say, uh, figure it out. Um, okay. and what else? That's it. I think. Woo. That's it. So we'll carry out through the end of the year. Uh, and we'll keep doing this because uh, it's fucking fun and we enjoy it. It's, it's cool. I, I finally started getting memories on Facebook about previous episodes um, that we've done. I'm like, ah, I like it. I can't believe it's been that long. That's so crazy. It doesn't feel like it. So, uh, yeah, it's super cool. Right on. Well, cheers, everybody. Thanks for joining Thank us. Cheers. 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 I'm empty. That's good. Cool.